Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to the World in 10, your daily roundup of world events as seen through the eyes of the Times of London. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Sonal Patel. With Gwyneth in the dock, what does Crashgate mean for her brand? Stats reveal how gaming addiction isn't child's play. And a cruise with a difference is attracting much younger passengers. In the last year or two, we've had Depp versus Heard, we've had Wagatha Christie in the UK, now we have Paltrow on the Peast. Yeah, she's being sued by Terry Sanderson. He says she crashed into him back in 2016, causing life-changing injuries. But she says he crashed into her. And the reason why we're talking about this today is that whilst the case is ongoing, the Times has done a fascinating analysis piece about brand Gwyneth and how that could be affected by the case. It's been written by Charlie Gowans Eglinton, who actually met Gwyneth Paltrow six months ago. And she and I spoke earlier and Charlie told me that she's not surprised by how Gwyneth Paltrow is presenting herself during this case. The power of her celebrity is that it gets women to change the way they eat or the way they exercise. And the products that she sells are aspirational. So her whole brand is built on being not the every woman, but (laughs) better than us. Um, And we don't want to see Gwyneth as an every woman. And if we did, she'd struggle to sell things at the price point that she is at the moment. We've seen quite a lot of celebrities recently in the witness stand. And for the most part, they're trying to be warm. They're trying to seem like they're one of us. And I think it's completely different with Gwyneth. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Uh You had a full day pass, but you can only ski a half a day. Yes, I went back down after lunch. Okay, right. And that's when you had lunch and you got a massage? Yes. Okay. It was laughable, really, in in the midst of a cost-of-living crisis. But she doesn't seem concerned about that. So do you believe that regardless of the outcome of the case, 
as long as her reputation and her image remains intact, then her brand survives. What she's being sued for is $300,000. It's a drop in the ocean for her. And it's much more important that she protects this image. She protects this aspirational, glossy, really 1% image over trying to win this case and over trying to win kind of the hearts of middle America. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay. I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. <laughs> you and me both. I have to wear four-inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, well, so. They're very nice. Now, what causes the most heartache in your family? For many, it is actually video games. Now, this is a Times exclusive. The Times was given access to figures from the UK's first and only gaming disorders clinic. That showed that since it opened back in 2019, it's treated some 745 patients. Mm. Uh, The health correspondent of the Times, Eleanor Haywood, uh, is the one who has this story. And while she's very busy working on other stories, we managed to catch a bit of time with her. And she told us that teenagers are actually attacking family members. Parents try and tackle this problem by hiding gaming consoles or taking phones off their children or trying to cut off their Wi-Fi just to ensure that their children will get some sleep. But this can then cause teenagers to become aggressive and and physically assault their parents in an attempt to get their devices back. And there are also violent outbursts against siblings or parents, sometimes after children will get wound up playing a game and, you know, be very upset when they lose. And doctors say that it's not uncommon for police to get called out to these families. Many of the addicted children that Eleanor was talking about there have actually dropped out of school as a result of their addiction. And the coronavirus pandemic, of course, made this problem a lot worse because kids were in their bedrooms 24-7. Yeah, after Eleanor's story, Times Radio spoke to the founder of the NHS's Gaming Disorders Centre. She's uh, Professor Henrietta Bowden-Jones. She says a lot of the treatment sessions happen online with teenagers in groups. Sometimes they've got a green light on their face on Zoom because they're actually gaming simultaneously. We have found that they're engaging well and they're quite relieved because I think the impairment at personal, family, social, educational level is such that even these young children are realising something needs to happen. So internationally, it's uh, believed only 1% to 2% of gamers are actually Mm. addicted, uh, which isn't a massive number. The thing is, for those who are addicted, the problems are huge. There are those gamers who say they'd rather die than not play. We talked about this on yesterday's episode, but shortly after we recorded it, we got the confirmation that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was pausing these controversial reforms of Israel's Supreme Court, the judicial system. And I know, Sonal, you've been listening to what he said and also what it's going to mean. Alex, we waited for this statement. He finally made it as the country teetered on the brink of chaos. So this is his speech to the nation. He doesn't really 
back away from the reforms. He says they're still needed, but he did say that he had a national responsibility to stop further rupture in the country. Ruptured is a real understatement here. These protests have been going on for months. Yesterday, the whole country ground to a virtual halt. Shops were closed, planes grounded, even the diplomats were out on strike. Former Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak told Times Radio he's never seen anything like it. The head of the Israeli Supreme Court said this is not judicial reform, it is a direct attempt to crush the judicial system and the independence of the Supreme Court and to push Israel out of the family of democratic nations. And he should know, let's be honest. Supporters of the law, including the far-right football fans, have staged counter-demonstrations. Basically, everyone in Israel is protesting at the moment. The solution Mr Netanyahu has proposed will buy him time, but it doesn't really solve the problem. got an update on a story concerning Wimbledon. Sources have told the Times that the Princess of Wales, uh, that's Kate Middleton in case you've lost track, um, is intending to present the trophy to the singles champions this year. Yeah, obviously there had been concerns that if a Russian, say, or a Belarusian player won Wimbledon, would pictures of the Duchess of Cambridge presenting them with trophies be used by President Putin as propaganda? Mm. Uh, Russian and Belarusian Athletes were banned from competing in Wimbledon last year, of course, but that ban is expected to be lifted in the next few weeks. And we now understand that the princess will fulfil her duties as the patron of the All England Club, regardless of who wins. We're going to end with this, a cruise with a difference. This is an incredibly popular article on the Times app, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder why. I think people are either horrified, me... Or intrigued. Maybe you? Yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, This new cruise is not really for the faint-hearted. Not a beginner cruise. We're talking three possibly long years, and it costs around £73,000 or almost $90,000. Mike Pettison, the managing director of Life at Sea Cruises, came up with the idea. This is more of a lifestyle than a vacation. I uh, always grown up wanting to travel the world, and I don't see a better way to do it. You couldn't do it trying to fly or drive all around the world, it really gives you a really affordable way to be able to accomplish this really ultimate sort of three-year adventure. So as you'd imagine, three years, big itinerary, this ship, boat, sea house, whatever you call it, uh, will be visiting some 135 countries, 375 destinations and all seven continents. But this is really where it gets interesting, I think, because it's got a big digital centre in it so that people can work from the sea. Um, And therefore, it's not just retirees who are booking onto this. A big proportion of people are what are called digital nomads, people who can work from anywhere, so much younger passengers. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the journalism you heard on this podcast, do take out a Times Digital subscription for more. That's all from Alex and I. There'll be more tomorrow.